Hi, Pat the Podcast Studders here. Have you ever wanted to pitch your brilliant ideas but worry that you won't be heard? Well, in today's episode, the boys have got some tips and tricks for getting your ideas across with first-hand experience on both sides of the fence. Dan, I am a boss and I've had lots of bosses and I now know if you're trying to convince your boss to do anything or take up any new approach, these are the four questions that you need to make sure you answer for them. Not content with telling you what to do, Lloyd also gives you some examples of what not to do when pitching your new, brilliant, business-changing idea. I've got a new idea. I want to try. Can I try it? Uh, Lloyd, what resource is needed? What's with all the questions, you knob jockey? I think it'll work. I feel like it really will. Now, before we dive in, we'd like to take a second to thank our sponsors, Adobe Express. Adobe Express allows you to quickly and easily create standout social graphics, logos, flyers, and more on web and mobile. Click the link in the description to try Adobe Express today. Right, let's get stuck in, everyone. This is episode 149 of the Business Anchors podcast. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. How can you convince your boss to try something new or take on a fresh approach to try, Dan? This is a really good question. And this is something that I get asked a lot from marketers who work at brands who are looking to try new things um, and they need to convince their boss. So I think it's important we do an episode on this to talk about how they can do that. Okay, should we Should we do that? Yeah, let's do just that. Just now, should we just yeah, do yeah, that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. But that'd... before we do that though, oh. I want to put this to you. Okay. Right, so... I head up the, the sales and marketing for our business. Mm-hmm. If I was to approach you with this new crazy idea, mm-hmm. you know, it could be like new marketing idea to go in the street and scream Knowlton at everyone or yeah. something like, obviously that's mental, but something that's like a bit yeah. approved. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. You've got no, 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 no. Play with me here, Lloyd. Okay. So you, <laughs> you've got to, so I've, I've said something new, some new crazy idea to you. What, how would I need to position that? Or what would I need to do? To convince you, my superior, mm-hmm. to authorize in that way. in every way, to authorize that and to let us do it. So I think this will be useful to anchors listening to think what they need to do to convince their boss. So I think you've got to think about four questions. Oh, okay. okay. So I'd be asking, what resource is needed? So you, because you're coming to me saying, I want to do this. I want to shout Nolton, but I want a hundred <laughs> people to do it at the same time. That's going to be expensive. Okay. Need 100 people. Yeah. Whereas if you need one person, that would be an easy decision. So, so I need to understand the resources. Yeah. Needs to what be resources needed to, to take on this new approach? Um, what would you stop doing to free up the resource for this approach? So if mm. you're just saying, I want to do this extra new thing, it's a much tougher decision than I want to do this thing instead of this thing because that thing isn't working as well. Yeah. Obviously, you've been very vague with all these examples. No, 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 but that makes sense. Third question is, why is this more likely to help us achieve our, our goals? And ideally, I want data or social proof, as in prove it to me. Yeah. Don't just go, oh, I just think it will. Yeah. And um, and who's going to manage this and report back to me on the success, basically? Because I'm your boss and I don't want another thing on my plate. Oh, what you're saying? Oh, I've got to do yeah. this thing. So they're the four questions. And then if you can ask me those questions first, okay, I'll give you a bad example of the answers to those if you if i was trying to convince you okay and then we'll do another example with this a, is good, good i like this okay. this is cool okay so so right. i've got this i've got this new idea oh no you've got a new idea and i'm asking you the questions and you're giving me yeah back so, so, okay 
So, boss, I've got a new idea I want to try. Can I try it? Uh, Lloyd, what resource is needed? Probably a couple of hours or something, then some time to see if it's worked or something, and then Susan might want to get involved if she wants to, but I'd need to check. <laughs> okay. Bad example. Okay. Vague. Vague. Okay. What would we stop doing to free up resource to do this, Lloyd? Um, not really sure. What do you think I should do? Terrible. Terrible bad example. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is very David Brent. <laughs> this is David yeah. Brent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you've typed, why is more likely to help us achieve our goals? <laughs> Well, what's with all the questions, you knob jockey? I think it'll work. I feel like it really will. Okay. So no data, no evidence, and you called your boss a knob jockey. Okay. Which is a creative insult, which I haven't heard for a decade. Yeah, okay. Okay. Final one. Who is going to manage this and report back? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you see if it works and let me know if you're happy. Mm. So I can definitely... I know, like, this is weird, but I can see that there's those four questions... None of your answers has, have given me specific details yeah. of what's happening with data or evidence to back up anything you're saying. Yeah. So obviously, trying to be funny, David Brent-esque, like terrible examples yeah. to show that. And it's slightly exaggerated. But <laughs> genuinely, like I've asked for stuff like this from bosses in the past in, in almost as bad ways as that. <laughs> Lots of people have come to me over the years with that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just that it's not thought out well enough yet to convince anyone to yeah. do it. You need so, to get to that point where you've got answers to all these questions yeah. so that you can be in a strong position to convince them. Because basically, if you're, your boss listening to that is thinking, they don't really have a plan. <laughs> yeah. They're not really sure who's going to do it or how much it will cost. And it kind of looks like it's just going to be more work for me. And all those things sound rubbish. Yeah, that's a lose, 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 lose. So now, Dan... Yeah. Let's do a good example. Okay, role play. Okay. Now I'm a, I'm a good good employee person. Okay, yeah. so you've got this new idea and yeah. I'm going to ask you these four yeah. questions. What resources needed? Susan needs two hours each Thursday. I'll need an hour each week to keep an eye on things and report results. I'll be looking to test this for an initial eight weeks, starting at the beginning of June. That is very specific and easy for me to understand what resource needs to go into that. Sounds like I've really put time into actually planning this yes. and making sure it's going to work. Yeah. Um. This is this is actually yeah. really good. Okay. This is good. Okay. Next question, boss. Next next question. What would we stop doing to free up resource to do this? Well, Susan has the time and she's just finished the Scotch Egg project, which frees up two hours per week. It may be tough for me to find time, but I'm willing to make sure it works to prove the success. And then once we can prove it works, we can warrant paying for the extra resource in the long term. But the cost will be covered by the project. <laughs> Scotch Egg project. Yeah, Susan just finished that. So. <laughs> what is that project? I'm intrigued. <laughs> uh, it's mainly around Scotch eggs. Yeah, okay, cool. Mm. Thanks. But no, again, you've really thought about this and checked that there's resource that can be... I have. Yeah, well done. Third question. Yeah, yes, boss? Why is it more likely to help us achieve our goals? I want data or social proof. Okay. Well, the data from this reliable source says that it's way outperforming our current approach. And I've also read... That ge this generic trusted company have done this and achieved a five times return on investment. Wow. Yeah. So that's some good evidence there to yeah. show me that it works. God. Cool. Far any more questions, boss? Final question. Yeah. yeah. Who is going to manage this and report back? Well, I'm actually happy to manage this and I've already discussed it with Susan, who's ready to take this on if it's approved. I can send over weekly reports and I'll schedule in an hour with you after eight weeks to look at results and discuss future plans. 
That is a really good answer. It like, are this is really good. Are you convinced? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Okay. Well, That's a really clever way of approaching this with that, those four questions and being really hmm. prepared with answers. It's overcoming all of the objections that your boss may have. Like being empathetic, put yourself in your boss's shoes. So you have goals for your own role and the business has goals. But when you look at your boss, like that he or she have got the business goals, but they've also got their own personal lives. Mm. And you've got to think of both of those things. So it's like, right, how can I show that this is going to achieve something that supports our business goals? My boss mm. wants to achieve those. And how can I make sure they know that it's not just going to be a shit thing they have to deal with, take yeah. even more time and more resource, and they're going to have to um, persuade their boss why yeah. it's good to spend this money and they're not really sure. So it's going to be tough giving them all those answers so that to them straight away, it seems like a good idea rather than there's loads of rubbish stuff they have to deal with and they're not yeah. too sure on it. You're showing how you can help them achieve their objectives mm. and overcoming their objections to not wanting to do what you're saying. Yeah. Clever. Thanks. A nice little bit of role, but a bit yeah, that of was good. There. I like that. Yeah. Um, just so you know, if any casting agents are out there, that was purely acted out by myself and Dan, my brother, Dan Knowlton. Um, I know you, you might have thought that we'd hired actors there and they were different characters, but that was actually, that was actually just us. You um, are such a knob. So, Dan, what, what advice do you have for people listening that want to convince their company or their boss or their team to try something new? When I think about this, I go back to one of the points you made, which mm. is providing evidence and data showing that this has worked for other similar companies. Mm. That's, that's the ideal situation. You are an accountancy practice and you're trying to convince your CEO that you should try this new marketing approach. If you go to them with all the answers to the questions Lloyd shared, um, but the one part that I hold the most value to is evidence that what you're looking to do has already proven to work. Because I think that's one of the biggest objections for like a CEO to, for not doing something. The risk of it not working and losing lots of money and then being in the shit with the board yeah. or whoever owns the company, right? So that's another point, understanding their motivations and what they care about. Um, but that that's, that's really the biggest thing for me, mm. having that evidence. And like, look at, if, if it is to do with marketing and if you are looking at a new creative marketing approach, Look at what other similar companies have done. Do your own research on Google. Look at other like agency case studies to show evidence of what they've done for other similar brands and collate that information to take to your boss or your superior when you're answering those four questions that Lloyd, Lloyd mentioned. And to take this to the next level. So there was a study conducted by Cor uh, at Cornell, sorry, by Anna Tao and Brian Wansink, which... Yes, what a guy. Have to be careful saying that one. <laughs> um, and um, basically, if they presented information hmm. alongside a chart, um, 96.6% of people believed the data they were seeing. Hmm. Whereas when they presented the data without a chart, 67.7% believed the data they were seeing. So it's also, hmm. to take this to the next level, think about how you're going to present this data. And also, you can think about the type of person that your boss is as well. Like mm. they might, if you show them a chart, they might be like, fuck off. I don't want to see charts. Just tell me what you, I don't want to waste time <laughs> with that. But they might be the sort of person that is like, if they can see this on paper and maybe you even leave something with them because yeah. they might mull it over, that could really help persuade them as well. So how you present that evidence 
could be taking this to the next level of persuasion. Yeah. What if you if if you didn't have that evidence or data? I think like speaking to a lot of marketers, they ask me this question. I always say provide them evidence and data, but sometimes they work in a specific niche industry and there's not like that many examples out there. I'm just thinking like what what would you do if you didn't have that evidence and the data and the charts and the I don't know, I'm like I would actually go and speak to my customers and ask them and survey them. Like create your own data. Yeah. Like if you haven't got that <laughs> You sound like Donald Trump or something. No, no, no that's fake news. Create your own graph. <laughs> Conduct your own research mm. to actually ask your customers and or like you can create a survey on like SurveyMonkey mm. and send it out to a number of your customers and ask their feedback on, you know, mm. if you saw this approach or if we were trying to communicate with you in this way, how would you how would that you respond to that compared to what we normally do? Another angle is you have an approach that you're currently doing. Um, this may you've got to be careful this doesn't seem too negative, but you may have data that shows the current approach isn't working. Mm. So say if you're running a marketing campaign, you might not have the data behind someone in your niche industry having success with a particular approach you want to mm. try, but you may have the data from the current approach and you can put it in front of them and say, what we're currently doing is spending four and a half thousand pounds a month on this and we're currently seeing 120 pounds return. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not working so it's probably worth yeah. the risk of trying a new approach i do think you make a really good point that you have got to be really careful that you don't sort of call people out within the company in a negative way like i've mm. experienced this before when speaking to companies and brands and, and asking them detailed questions in the discovery phase like what are you currently doing with your marketing how is it performing who's in charge of that and sometimes you ask all these questions and you 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 basically find out that they're spending loads of money and whoever's in charge is doing a terrible job and they're not getting many results. But when you're on that, and, and I'm talking from an agency perspective, but you may be like in a meeting with your boss and other marketers who are in charge of stuff. Like you want to be careful how you approach that because you don't want to basically say they're shit, they're not doing their job properly and everything is terrible. Mm. But at the same time, you want to present the evidence in a way, I don't know, like you're better at this, like in terms of... Mm. Uh, understanding people and doing this in a, how would you approach this? If someone's doing a terrible job, it's all shit and you want to present that, but that provide a different solution. How would you do that without shitting on them too much and getting them in trouble? Well, one of my points I was going to go into, which we can cover now is making sure that your intent is the right place, right in the right place. And I yeah. think that is really key with this. So if your intent is to step on top of your colleagues, cause you want the promotion and you don't want them to, then you're probably going to do this in a negative way and be saying mm. Trevor's shit. We should stop doing what he wants. Mm. We should do this. But if your intent's in the right place and actually you're thinking, right, these are the business goals. Um, I want to help the business do this. I want to do the best job I can. And you're thinking, I'm a bit concerned that the activity Trevor's currently working on mm. really isn't adding much value to the business. I think you can then, firstly, you can try and work with Trevor and express your feelings of, Oh, looking at the data and stuff, not saying your shit, but yeah. looking at the data, it doesn't look like we're getting a much of a return. Do you think we should consider something like this? Yeah. And open out with Trevor. But also you can have that conversation with your boss and you can say, look, Trevor's a nice person. Mm. I think he's really good and could add a lot of value. But I'm worried what he's working on isn't necessarily the best way we the business can get value from yeah. his his time because it doesn't seem to be getting the return we want it to. I liked the way that you approached Trevor. Because like listening to what you're saying, it doesn't feel like it's an attack. Mm. It was like, 
Trevor, looking at the data, it looks like this mm. isn't quite working how it should. Do you think, and it's like asking them, the, you already know what you think. You're not mm. saying this is your shit. It's looking at the data. Do you think that that's achieving as well as it could based yeah. on, so I think that's also, a really good it's, tip. It's not him. You're saying. The, Trevor, it's the data. It, it's not it you, Trevor. Lo it looks like this isn't working and, and you could be providing a lot more value. Basically saying, because you're really good. So surely you want to be working on stuff that's really working. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's you. We're all humans and we have feelings and we don't want it to be hurt. And so you do have to approach things in the right way. And again, you can judge it on personality. Some people just want it frank. And if you go, Trevor, that stuff's getting so many shit results. Like, why don't you try something new? Maybe you have a relationship with Trevor and that will work. But I think most of the time it's more look at the data and approach it gently and also not rushing into things. Like, talk about that. Then two weeks later bring it up in a small meeting with people you and Trevor trust. Yeah. And then another month later, then maybe you go to your boss and say, oh, I've been starting to discuss this with the team and Trevor. Yeah. I am a bit concerned that this isn't quite working. I think this approach could be better. Mm. And that's when you have all of your stuff ready to yeah. communicate. It's really interesting. I feel like all of these points we're making really tie back to those four key questions that you said at the start. Mm. I feel like that's a, did you just make, like, make that up or did you find that somewhere? Oh no! It, it's sad. when you say did you just make it up? It makes it sound crap. But I get no, no, what you. No, did you, you, you invent that? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm the inventor yeah. of the four question, persuasion questions. Yeah, that's Lloyd clever. Nelson, 2023. Is there any other tips or suggestions around uh, either those four questions or things that people listening can do to convince their boss to try something new? I think I mentioned it very briefly, but deciding your approach based on your boss's personality. So thinking, you've got to be empathetic here and put yourself in their shoes. Are they a risk taker or do they mm. hate risk? And you've positioned things differently there. If they're a risk taker because they're kind of an entrepreneur and they like taking risks, you can position things more as, look, we're taking a bit of a punt here, but if this Let's works, take some risk. we could get 10, 10 times the return. Mm. Or if you're, boss really isn't a risk taker it's going to be more like it's not going to be weighing up like you know this won't be risky but what's currently working sounds risky because we're not getting the return yeah. whereas this yeah. it looks like from other data we could get a, a better return and then um ask you know what what do they value um we in the agency nomics book all about running an agency mm. um it sort of puts people in personality profiles as clients and it's like some of them like the fame so they want to win like awards and stuff for their work some of them just want you to make their lives easier and they don't care about There's the anything schmoozer else. where they likes being schmoozed yeah isn't there, from exactly memory. um and some some people kind of like the perks of the job so you're going to take them out and you know this approach like oh maybe mm. if we you know this marketing approach we're going to sponsor wimbledon um, you get free tickets to Wimbledon. Your boss might really value that or your mm. boss might not give a shit about tennis. So you're not going to mm. go down that route. But yeah, I think also the way you approach it with their personality. So are they the sort of person that really values a quick informal chat and they don't want their time wasted? They, they trust you. They don't want you to put a presentation together, mm. but they'll really value if you've got the answers, that kind of approach. Or are they the sort of person that they really want to see you've put the thought and effort into this and it makes sense for you to put together a pitch, like a pitch deck, basically, mm. to be like, right, here's all the data. And they will happily sit half an hour to watch you talk through that because they really value that more formal side yeah. of things if they're going to make a decision. I'm trying to think about us mm. and our business. I think over the years, 
we've got a lot better at uh, convincing each other of our opinion. I think when we started, and I'm just trying to like self-analyze now, when we started out and um, we hadn't had much experience working closely together, this is kind of how it went. I'd have an opinion on the direction we should go with something. Lloyd had an opinion. We'd sort of have a bit of a like, no, no, this is the way and and, and have a bit of an argument and then be stressed with each other and not talk to each other all afternoon. Mm-hmm. And that was the kind of where we started. I'd be wearing a suit. Lloyd would be wearing a suit. <laughs> Lloyd would be wearing a suit in our parents' spare room. Now I feel like we're really good at, even if we have completely opposite, like even I'm thinking, I won't give the specific details, but recently uh, the direction of one of our pitches to a client I thought we should go one direction. You really thought we should go a completely different direction. And I kind of listened to you and your reasoning. And then I thought, actually, yeah, you are right. That probably is better. But I'm just trying to think like, what have we done to be able to get to the point where we are better at communicating with each other and convincing each other of the best direction to go in, rather than like fighting I each other? With that example, there were details where I basically said, I think this thing that you've included in the approach is going to put another obstacle in front of you to create a sell. And obviously like- That was my motivation. You, know that you did that thing. thing. Yeah. I did that thing. Like your motivation is to get the sale. Yeah. And I spotted something that I thought would be harder for you to get the sale. Yeah. So I guess I communicated that straight That's away. And that was my genuine opinion. But I think what we used to do with our communication, I just say, I don't think you should do that. And you'd say, I think I should. Yeah. Whereas now it's more like quickly- if you do that, I think that's another another person that needs to sign this project off. So that's going to be yeah. harder to sell. And then you're like, yeah, I don't want to bring in another person. I don't want it to be harder to get the sale. So yeah. I agree with that approach. I also think another thing with us is over time, our trust in each other and our opinions is even more. Mm-hmm. So if one of us is saying their opinion it's far more likely the other one will listen because we trust each other. We've got the evidence yeah. from the last six years or whatever. And, and also... Once you work with someone for a long time, the evidence that we have with our relationship is when we do it my way, it works. <laughs> so, you know, why not? No, yeah. No, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, I think it's that clear communication, the exact points mm. we've been talking yeah. about. We're communicating much better, like with each other. We persuade each other yeah. in exactly this way. And if mm. one of us doesn't have the evidence or doesn't mm. have the reasoning why that would be better mm. or doesn't lay out like shows that they haven't worked out how much resource something's going to take. Yeah. We're kind of like, well, no, let's not do that. Or mm. like at least do more work until we know that we're yeah. ready to make that decision. I think this has been an interesting episode. I'm definitely going to send this to anyone who asked me that question. Cause I really mm. like that. I didn't know about this four part structure before this. So yeah. Lloyd Nelson four part structure. We need to brand it. Is that what we're going to call it? Nah, it sounds rubbish. Let's but just yeah. call it frisbee (laughs) is that an acronym for something yeah go on ferocious risk intent barometer rarely entertaining i think it's time we should end the podcast light education (laughs) thank you anchors for listening to this episode If you found this useful, please do tell other people about it. Also, please leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Whatever platform you're on, please leave us a review. It helps more people discover the podcast and learn new things about marketing. Um, And other than that, we'll see see you in your ears ears next week. Frisbee 2023. Hi, Pat the Podcast Editor again. Just before you go, we'd like to take a second to talk about our podcast sponsors, Adobe Express. 
Adobe Express enables anyone to quickly and easily create standout social graphics, logos, flyers, banners, and more on web and mobile. There are so many amazing features and benefits to using Adobe Express, and you can choose from thousands of beautifully designed templates to inspire and get you started. You can quickly remove a background, convert JPEG to PNG, videos to GIF, merge videos or change video speeds, and more. Apply your brand to your content in just a tap and collaborate with your colleagues through shared templates and libraries. You'll also get access to the entire diverse, royalty-free Adobe Stock Photo Collection created by the world's best professionals and choose from over 20,000 licensed Adobe fonts as well as their collection of curved typesets, grids and exquisite font pairs. Apply standout photo effects in seconds, discover easy bite-sized tips to get you started on the Learn tab, or connect on one of our creator community spaces to stay close to our team and fellow users. Now that's a lot of features to get your teeth into. Click the link in the description to give Adobe Express a go today.